welcome to another fantastic episode of Mahogany and Willow. Hi, Jeanette. Hello, how are you? I'm well, how are you? <laughs> Good. Good. So we're talking about a subject today that is kind of comical in some ways at our age. And I say that because we were just talking about it and we were laughing quite extensively about it. But we're going to talk about love. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking Spooky. about love, but there's more to it than just love. So when is a good time to love? When is a good time to love? And what I, does that mean exactly? <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about. We yeah. think, I, I think the reason that I came up with this, this thought is because we think we will love when all the conditions are correct. We think we will love when we find the right person. We think we will love when we feel safe. I mean, we have, so in so saying those things, am I not saying I will love under the right condition? And that's not love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. That made me start to think, okay, what is love? And what do you think of if I say love is nothing more than a mood? (laughs) Well, yes, she laughs. Yes, I think there's a lot to that. I think uh, a mood and a choice. I think a choice in the regards of a commitment. I choose to stay in this situation with this person because I care deeply. And I'm more happy with this person, which makes my mood happy. For the most part. (laughs) And when you choose to love, I believe it's a conscious choice every day that you are staying committed with that person, such as being, you know, full of gratitude. Same thing. You get up in the morning before your feet hit the ground. You think, okay, I'm glad to be here. Happy to be in this situation. Happy to be with this person. Thank you for this person. That to me is love. But to others, I think it's a rush of adrenaline. It's a butterfly in your belly. It's this ooey gooey thing. And yeah, in the beginning, it is. Absolutely. It really is. But as life goes on, I think it all becomes a very conscientious choice to stay in that, that situation, in that moment with that person that you've committed to. And to pick that mood. Yeah. Because I know if I feel grumpy... I have to choose to think a happy thought. I have to choose to turn that around. Right. You know, the same thing with love. If there's, if there's, if, you know, I'm single, if there's no one there for me to love, can I then not feel that? Of right. course I can. Right. I mean, yeah. I feel more love when I think of my dogs or my donkeys than, <laughs> than anything, you know, I mean, it's definitely a conscious choice. Um, just focusing on love or things that you love can put you in again, that mood. And like you said, it's a consistent, it's a consistent choice when you're with someone, especially that commitment becomes a very consistent choice to, to feel that way. But most often we tell people we love them when actually they're just bugging us. (laughs) (laughs) Which is super interesting. And that's why I call it a mood. I just have I just have that thought in my head that it just changes. One minute I can love the person that I'm looking at and they say one thing and the next minute I don't. So what is that? What does that even mean? That's a good question. It goes from admiration to annoyance. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. In and I think seconds. that happens. With, yeah, in three <laughs> seconds. Actually, sometimes it's 0. 0.03 seconds. But I, I agree that can happen with every relationship too. Absolutely. Definitely. And it's harder when you're in a committed relationship, long-term committed relationship, where you have those annoyances and and those irritations and the moment you're like, oh, dear God, okay, what am I doing? And we've all been there. And even in your happiest of relationships, those people sometimes wake up and go, man, I don't know about today. I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I don't have that feeling in that, that moment. But then those are the kind of people that aren't in it for the long haul. If they're going to listen to every little angst and every little moment of like, oh, this person's irritating as hell, or, you know, just the sound of him smacking is pissing me off or whatever it is, you know, we've all been there and I've been on the receiving end of that as well. It's just the way it is. You know, people, people are, yes, we're social by nature, but I sometimes in the past, I don't really mean that now I've often questioned whether or not we're meant to be with one person our whole lives. I've really, really questioned that. And a lot of people talk about that. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of professionals that actually talk about that specifically. Yeah. And, and yeah, that is really, that, that is a subject that's really interesting for me because, um, the thought for me is such a one person for a long period of time, you know, that that's still stuck in my brain. So it is super interesting. It is. And for, you know, like my, childhood, my parents are still together to this day. They've been together since they were in grade school and that's all they've ever known of each other. Now that was the the dream as a child. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to find Mr. Wonderful. I'm going to be with him forever. And we're going to have our kids and our, you know, country and this and that. And then you think as you go through relationships, you're like, oh dear God, I'll never find somebody like my dad. You know, I'll never find that sweet guy that just wears his heart on his sleeve. And, and these guys are all freaking nuts. You know I mean? They're all batshit crazy. So you sit and think this is never going to happen. And the choices that you make are like, Oh, what have I done? You know, and it's failure, failure, failure. The, the thing that I kept telling myself is don't stop trying. Don't ever give up, you know, don't ever stop giving your heart away. And I would tell that to anybody, you got to take a chance on, cause then you're not living if you don't. But that whole pipe dream, and I know it's doable, but not for this gal to have been with that one person forever and ever. It just wasn't in the cards. And I believe that I don't have regrets in that department, but looking back and the lessons that you learn along the way with the failures are valuable to what you have today, whether it be if you're single or if you're with somebody, you know, like you're in case you're single, I'm with somebody and, and it's the failures and start overs and all that have led us to where we are. And you're comfortable in your own skin. You're comfortable being alone. Mm -hmm. You're doing great doing it. You don't sit there and go, (laughs) I need somebody. I want somebody. I'm pining for somebody. I'm sitting there watching the clock every day or whatever it is. You're not. Absolutely. Because you are strong and you're confident and you're, it's like, why would I complicate things? <laughs> well, I have a theory though. I have a theory and I've developed this theory over my time um, being, you know, with the same thing, going in and out of relationships. I've developed a theory. Here's my theory. This is funny. Um, so when we first meet someone and they are a clear vision when we first see them, 
they're super intriguing to us. We, you know, it's easy. We, we just spoke about how easy it is to fall in love, yeah. fall in love. We'll put that in quotes. Right. Quotes. And, um, as we spend time with someone in particular, the shadows within us that are, you know, hidden that we are not aware of become cast upon the other person. Mm. And I think that's very light at first. And I think, like you said, over time of being in a relationship, the shadow gets a little bit more full, longer, bigger, broader. (laughs) And all of those things that we're not seeing within ourselves just start to become so glaringly uh, loud. So Mm. loud that... We have to do one of two things. We either at some point are forced to face them within us or we leave and we find someone else. Right. And you can tell where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We know where I am. So I'm great. But I'm obviously a very good shadow caster as well. (laughs) I like that. Shadow caster. Shadow Like a witch or something. I know. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds amazing. And in reality, it's awful. Yeah. Yep. That's like the worst thing to do. But that's... That's what I think happens to us in relationships and, and that's all relationships. That's not just a romantic right. relationship or an intimate relationship. That's actually with everybody. Right. I think that's why, um, you know, anytime we meet someone new, they're just intriguing yeah. and, you know, you just, there's so many, so much openness that we feel toward these people and then no time at all. And man, shadows get cast. And the interesting thing, since we were just talking about relationships at this age versus relationships, like at your twenties, the interesting thing is the older we get and the less able we are to hide from ourselves, the quicker the shadows are cast. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Just kind of awful. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny if you think that kind of led me to the thought of how many, and I'll generalize of us, it could be men, women, doesn't matter. We sabotage so many relationships. You are all in. Yeah. Yeah. You're all in, in the beginning, hundred percent. I'm looking for, I'm looking for love. I'm looking for a long-term I'm this. And then it's like the fear takes over and you know the there's those people that have a massive fear of commitment they start out with great intentions and then all of a sudden they backtrack and they sabotage the relationship and then they move on to the next thing well okay okay this is it i'm ready now and then boom sabotage 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 and i always wondered you know if you scratch beneath the surface if that was something that they grew up with you know or something that they um some deep seated painful situation in their past that allows them to just, I'm always going to run. I don't want to, but I'm going to, you know, that's just, it's crazy when you think about you run into those people in your dating life that you think that they're all in. And then all of a sudden you don't get a call back. You don't get a follow up. You, they're just like, you know, missing in action. And, and, uh, we've all had experience with that, whether it's us or the other person. And I always wonder about that. You know, they, they want to love, the intent is there, but they absolutely just cannot do it. And it's sad, you know? Well, and we can use, we can use, um, the relationship to let go of what's blocking 
us to let go of what's, you know, blocking everything good in our lives, mm-hmm. or we use the relationship to create more obstacles. Yeah. And I think what happens generally is when those shadows are cast and when it's time for us to look at our own stuff, by that point, we're, we're far enough into a relationship that it's easier to point the finger and say, you're causing this than it is for me to really do a deep dive and say, why, you know, where is this coming from within me? We always, you know, I guess that, that, that is the trap of relationship and in a way the trap of what we consider love love yeah the mood mood the mood love <laughs> i loved you a minute ago now yeah. i'm not so sure yeah now i <laughs> i need to go wash my hair or something you that's know? right that's right <laughs> yeah love is a funny thing and um i i laugh at myself when looking back on relationships and what i thought was one thing when it turns out it was something totally different and why i'm i was so knee jerk reactive to you know, there's no way in hell you're going to know somebody in a matter of a few months. There's no way that you're going to, you know, accept the strange idiosyncrasies and, and weird behaviors and things that, you know, in the beginning, you just like kind of overlook them and kind of glaze over them. And, and I'm sure they're doing the same with you. You know, it's just like you, you, it's funny how some of us, and I talked about this a minute ago, you, some of us are dive right in the deep end. Don't even look back not even questioning anything. You dive in straight to the bottom and others are just tip, you know, dipping their toes in like, yeah, well that one's okay, but I'm going to try this one too. Well, there's another one over there. I'm going to try that one too. And they could do this multiple layered dating life and not fall in love with anyone. And then there's the ones that just dive in, in the middle. And it's like, what? I always been fascinated with that about myself. Why mm-hmm. was I like that? Um, been like that since I was young and I never understood it. And I've always wanted to dive a little deeper. And I thought that I had at some point, you know, quizzing, asking questions, and I've never really got to the bottom of it because it wasn't like I was neglected as a child. I mean, I was alone a lot, but I, you know, I didn't have daddy issues, you know, isn't it funny how we're all so different? It is. And that, that also makes me think of the, um, the conditions of love are actually created in my mind through the programming of my past. So anything, any, any history that I have, um, you, you talked about your parents being, um, you know, being together all this time. And with some people, healthy, well, we'll say healthy parents make it challenging for, for those kids to then become, become, uh, or be in an intimate relationship because they don't know how to disagree. You know, maybe, maybe there's, there's so many dynamics that lead to, wait, how do we navigate? If, if our parents were just always there and together and doing that thing, how do we navigate the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you and I have even spoke about that in the past because we have older siblings mm-hmm. and our older siblings probably, f- probably witnessed some of the smooshing, yeah. you know, the smooshing together <laughs> in the relationship. And then by the time you come along, there, there's less of that. And yeah. so maybe we don't see that. And I don't know, maybe, maybe there is, there is a lot more to, um, we also weren't told that you could love the person that you were with and also not like them at the same time. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know? So yeah, that's like Things what? that are so simple. Yeah, I exactly. never heard that term until I think it was in a movie or something, honestly. Yeah. You know, I, I love you, but I don't like you right now. That's right. Like, oh, right. what? Is that possible? And if we think of love as a mood, it also lets us know in those moments this mood will pass and another one will come. Yeah. And, and we can almost relax into the flow of, you know, I'm going to love you more at certain times yes. than I will at other times. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, there really isn't anything wrong with that because all of the emotions are just as valid as any other. Right. But I really, I think it's interesting to think about our past programming and realize that the conditions that we wrap around love are going to be exactly tied to those, those little nuances that mm-hmm. we might not even be aware of. Yeah. Do, do I know that people fight and survive? Do I know Mm -hmm. that there are, you know, for some people, do I know that there's a decent relationship? I mean, my goodness, maybe they're raised in a situation where not so much, you know, I have no, no visual of that happening except in the movies and you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that's so overblown and ridiculous. It's like, Oh, whatever. That's (laughs) not, yeah, that's not accurate. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, you know, um, I think about how my parents have always been very, very loving to each other. I mean, like embarrassing. I don't know if you ever witnessed any weird stuff, but my <laughs> my dad is very grabby, even to this day at 80 years old. Very grabby, very, very, you know, they just very loving. My mom just oodles over him constantly. And I love that. And I think that's we were talking about, you know, the version of what you think that you'll have because you're looking at your parents and it just was not in the cards for me at, you know, obviously their age was, I was never going to be with a grade school boyfriend and marry that person and forever. But the, the ideal of what they have and what they've had for 63 plus years is, um, beautiful, you know, but that's just not, that just wasn't me. It wasn't in the cards for me. And there's no, you know, I'm not her and there's no guy like him. So it just wasn't going to be possible, but you try to make that, you know, that square peg in a round hole kind of thing. Like, well, that's what it has to be. You can't force it. You cannot force it. And, and I think too, when you mentioned the, the ebbs and flows of, I love you one minute, the next I'm kind of irritated. You're pissing me off, you know, whatever. I think most people, they make the move to break things off when they're in the mood rather than officially, this is absolutely ran its course and we're done. I think that they, and that's why so many people you, you hear about people just going back and forth you know, well, you weren't done yet. Why didn't you give this more time? You know, try to work things out. You know, obviously it's a choice every day that you make. And, and yeah, you're going to be grumpy one day and she'll be kind of bitchy the next. And hey, that's okay. That happens. You know, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have to label your relationship like, oh, it's a failure. No, you just, you work at it. You make choices every day to keep moving forward and to work on it. And if you hit the wall, okay, then you hit the wall. Then one of you has to do something. But but I think so many people, younger people especially, if it's not rainbows and butterflies, oh, it's over. I'm done. You know, let, let's check out here. Well, you know, then they end up teetering back and forth because they weren't done. I'm you got to work through that emotion of, okay, are you officially done? Is this officially over? No, just keep working at it. It's got, it's work. It's work. 
you should see my face right now. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. I, I know that for, for myself, I, um, I, I cast the shadow. Mm. And I think for me, I, I think at some point the shadow just became bigger than anything else that I could feel for the person. And it's, it's only unfortunate in the sense that looking back, I think to myself, oh, well, if I had done the work internally and stopped focusing on the other person, it would have made a huge difference. Right. And I think that, I mean, I don't know very many people, especially young people that would that's kind of an experience thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to hit those walls. You have to have those things happen before you can really come back and wrap your brain around what that was. Right. Oh, what was that wall that I just ran into? Oh, yeah. Let me take a closer look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, for, for me, it was definitely the shadow casting. I Interesting. I plugged that completely. <laughs> Well, you know it though. Yes, That's I do. The thing, is, but knowing, knowing things and... does not make them different necessarily. <laughs> let me tell you, being aware—it's Be, all about being, being aware. aware. Is a step. It is a step, and, and the willingness to to look beneath the surface and do what needs done is a huge thing. Again, Absolutely. it comes with age. A lot of times, though, experience and age, and you'll have. 15 failures, you know, by the time you're our age, unless you're like my parents, which is boring, you know, come on. I mean, I can't imagine. I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. I, I've told them this myself. I cannot imagine being with one person my whole life. I just can't. I can't. It's, uh, that's because of, I'm speaking from my experience that I've had. Right. right so exactly. if I was to go back and be that little girl again, I'd be like, I want to be with one person my whole life, but it's like, it's a pipe dream, you know, for, for me, not for everybody, but for me. So I, I feel blessed in that department, but none of us, none of us kids actually took after them, you know? Right. No, I bet none of them, but that's okay. Cause experience, I wouldn't be who I am. You wouldn't be who you are right, with right. the failures and all the, if you right. want to call them failures, failed relationships yes. in general. And, and I'll, I'll take it. The incredible variety of my relationships in every form is the reason that I believe what I believe and the reason that I know what I know and the reason that I feel what I feel. I mean, mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's truly the, the fabric of my being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good For luck sure. in the dating world. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> so when is, so when is a good time to love? Well, Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Just love. When you can. Do Anytime it you under can. all conditions. Yeah. Decide that it's a mood yeah. and just get in the mood. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Boy, that sounds kind of sexy. Get in the mood. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's nice. I like that. Okay. All right. Well, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoy all of our conversations, though. They're all, uh, they all have their own nuggets, and I love gathering nuggets of what we talk about. So thank you guys once again for joining us today on Mahogany and Willow. Because there's always something important to talk about. 